Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. And welcome to an all-new, all-exciting, all-over-caffeinated episode of Star Wars Action News. This is Arnie. And this is Marjorie, and apparently I'm doing this show with the micro-machine guy. You can't talk like that, because I'll quit. You can't quit. Yes, I can. We've got a jam, jam, jam-packed episode. Yes, that's three jams. Strawberry, raspberry, gooseberry. And technotronic. I don't get that. We have reviews of Palooza this week. We've got Gentle Giant Review, another Uncle Milton Review, the Optical Command Center. And it- we have the first hand-on reviews of Hasbro's new vintage collection figures. Do you only have one hand? Or did you only touch it with one hand? Correct. Okay. What was the other hand doing? Holding the other one. So each one only had one hand. We got two figures. Ah, okay. Just making sure. But first, as always, our store report. I was at Walmart this week and found a Clone Wars beach towel for $9. Did you get it? I did not. Why? Well, I don't think we're going to a beach anytime soon. And it was a beach towel. You can use it for a bath towel. No, it was really big. And not good at all. It's kind of like pointillism art. It looks like it was printed on a inkjet printer from 1993. It might have been. How do you know? I remember when I thought that was ultra cool, that it sort of looked like a person when the printer printed it. But it was only $9. Also, the Clone Wars figures restocked over at Toys R Us, and I had kind of an existential moment. Yeah, you called me and told me this, and I was really floored. I went and they had some new figures that I hadn't seen except for online, such as the big one was Anakin in Snow Gear. There were some others that I've seen, just not in very many quantities. They had another Admiral Yalaran. I'd only gotten one of him. They had Ahsoka in the little space outfit. They had Kit Fisto. And I kind of loaded up a basket and looked at it, and I'm like, this is all I'm buying here. I'm not buying any legacy toys. I'm not buying any titanium. There's no board games. I'm not buying any Legos this trip. Didn't find the War Machine and Toys R Us exclusive Mighty Mug to finish off Marjorie's Mighty Mug collection. I know. He's out there somewhere. And so I realized this is all I'm buying and it's going to be about $60 and it's these Clone Wars figures. And then I just put down the basket and walked out of the store. And I had to sit in the car and be like, what did you just do? You just left figures that you don't have two or more of in the store. Why did you do this? And truth is, those figures just didn't excite me. What? 
it's not the Clone Wars line in general. There are some figures in the Clone Wars line that do excite me, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle villain we reviewed a couple weeks ago. I think he's kind of cool. And some of the droids. I kind of like the IG-97s and the Commando droids and Goldie. And I really like Cad Bane. But come on, Ahsoka with a fishbowl over her head and Anakin pretending he's on Hoth? Yeah. I like even Yalaren. I thought he was cool, but I have one of him. One, not two, not one to open one on on card. I only have one. And I'm really wondering where I need to go with my collecting of this Clone Wars line. Because some of these figures, as expensive as they are, especially at Toys R Us, if I'd found them at Walmart, I might have bit the bullet. Because those are only $6 even a figure at Walmart right mm-hmm. now. But at Toys R Us, where there's still seven fifty here, I don't know. I'm thinking, I don't know how I'm going to collect Clone Wars anymore. I'm going to collect it. I'm just not sure in what quantity anymore. I think I'm going to get one of each carded to keep mint on card and then only buy the very best to open. Wow. And that means that if there's a generic like a droid or a clone that I don't like, I don't have to buy three of him. I'm just going to buy the one mint on card because if I'm not going to open him, I don't want three mint on card ones. I just Holy want one. Holy crap, Arnie. I That's think a I've, big deal. It is. It's just the animated style. I'm. We always talk about these dioramas that I'm supposedly going to build someday yes. after I retire, you know? <laughs> Is that when you're building them? Yes, I'm saving up for my retirement years, which if I keep spending our savings on Star Wars means I'm never going to retire and thus never going to build the dioramas. But I can tell you right now, I am never going to build a Clone Wars animated style diorama. I'm just not going to do that. There's not enough space in the world, given how many figures Hasbro has made for me to do that. I'm not going to make vintage dioramas either. I might put out a vintage playset and just put some vintage figures on it, but that's not really a diorama. It's displaying the playset. They don't make playsets anymore. So I'm not even going to do that much with these Clone Wars figures. I like my Minton card collection. I really do. And I like its completeness. And I'm going to continue getting one of each Clone Wars figures on card complete. And there are some Clone Wars figures that don't come on card. There's battle packs and things where they have the exclusive figure like the Ganoct. I really like Ganoct. And perhaps it's just because I'm a fan of Hellboy and I like saying Ganoct. Sounds like I'm speaking Klingon. But I'll have some Clone Wars figures loose. But just not all of them. Not all of them. I don't need Hoth Anakin loose. And yes, I know there was the episode. I've seen every episode. I own the box set on DVD. Yes, I know he went. There were the towels. They didn't know what towels were, which makes no sense because everybody knew what towels were. Anyway, in the last one, there was a towels Jedi in the Clone Wars Tartakovsky series. So what the hell? You okay there? Sorry, I told you it's a caffeinated episode of Star Wars. Yeah, you seem to be taking this way too personally. But I just don't like that wave. It's a terrible wave of figures. It's poor. And I don't want to support it with my money. Wow. This is a revolutionary moment. Perhaps there is still hope for you. I was talking to Nick from Jedi Temple Archives, and he thinks that he and I both have separately had what professionals call that moment of clarity, where you start realizing, what in the world am I doing with all of this? (laughs) And... I had it a little bit last year when I realized I have a squadron of gunships. I have 15 Republic gunships in this basement, and I don't even want to count the TIE Fighters because it will depress me. Well, what about the Imperial shuttles? Well, I only had six of them, but they were large. Don't we have more than that? No, just six. As Yusuf just feels like it. They're huge. Yeah. That's the problem. The gunships are big too, though. Not as big as the big wing TIE Fighters. No. So it started with the vehicles, and now it's going into the Clone Wars line. I just gotta cut back. 
I want this money for high-end stuff, like the Darth Vader FX Collectibles Macquarie helmet coming out, or some other stuff, Gentle Giant, Sideshow. I want to spend the money on things I like, and things I like displaying. Me? You. My trophy wife. Yeah, no, I'm not. But I like my mint on card collection. I'm going to keep buying one mint on card. I don't know. I'm going to make this our poll of the week, and I'm putting it early in the show. Oh, boy. I just can't believe it's come to this with you. If you only get one figure, open or mint on card, which way do you go? I know we have a lot of openers. We have a lot of carded collectors. I'm curious which way the majority goes. But for me, if I can only have one, I think I want that one to be mint on card. And this is going to make collecting Clone Wars harder because now I'm going to be really looking at those card corners and being like, well, I finally found Cad Bane and he's not good enough. That said, I immediately went over to Walmart and bought a scanning trooper for $6. (laughs) But he wasn't Clone Wars. I like the legacy collection of figures. Mm -hmm. I like those figures. The Clone Wars figures, the problem is some of it just isn't iconic enough yet. It's appeared in one episode. I mean, I realized God Noct was only in two, but I liked him. He was clever. Whereas... But is anything from episodes one, two, or three iconic? Oh, absolutely. Other than Darth Vader and Yoda. And Darth Maul. Is Darth Maul iconic? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, 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 it, no. He was on so many products in 1999. That doesn't make him iconic. Jar Jar, is he iconic? No. You know, I love my Jar Jar. But I did get another scanning trooper. Those things are really really hard to find. Yeah, I've not seen a lot of them at all. You know who seems to be hanging around the pegs? Will Rowe Hood. Yeah, they had about 10 of him at our West Side Walmart. Yeah, and he was really hard to find. Remember, finding him was exciting. And now you're like, hey, Will Rowe Hood, what's up? <laughs> the Walmart I went to was in disarray, though. They had those clearance aisles. You went to the aisles. West Side one, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. That one has gotten really bad. Well, where they had those clearance aisles that we talked about, where it looked like it was clearance, but it was like $2 off, they've now stocked it with gardening stuff. Mm-hmm. So they took all the clearance stuff and literally just, it looks like they threw it onto some shelves in the toy section. They probably did. And there is complete chaos. I had to excavate shelves to find Star Wars products. And I found one lowly Droid Factory 2-pack. And it was Anakin and the Kratorsis droid. And I'm like, yes, I need more Kratorsis droids. Still $17. That's the one where they told me they don't have the budget for markdowns. WTF. They also had some ATSTs that looked like the toys the time forgot because they were so <laughs> beat up. Still full price. Now, the midside Walmart had the ATSTs for $40 still on clearance. They had a ton of them, still 40 bucks. And the dewbacks were everywhere at 35 Yeah, they're, I don't understand. Maybe the economy is that bad for Walmart. And there were no price tags. I had to go scan them. And the scanning device, whatever you call it, in the toy section was broken. So I had to, like, cart, because I, I never take a cart, because I never expect to find anything. So in my arms, I'm, like, balancing all these big toys to take to a scanner and they're if all you take price. a cart, you never find anything. I know. It's the irony of carts. Yeah. So I never take a cart. But then again, if you really looked at what happened, probably 75% of the time I didn't take a cart. I didn't find anything anyway. So I don't know. Perhaps my theories are all out of whack. Now, Barrent, our podcast enhancer and regular roundtable participant on Republic Forces Radio Network, was going on a multi-state trip of Toys R Us's, and he's been documenting it on our Facebook page, which you can find linked from our homepage at SW Action News. And he found Mimobots at Toys R Us on clearance. These are showing up in weird places. We found them a while ago in our Macy's in an iPod vending machine of all places. 
Sodas are too expensive if you can buy an iPod, too, in a vending Well, machine. here's the cruel part. You buy an iPod out of a vending machine, like at the airport, what the hell are you going to do with it? It's not like you can load it and listen to it on the plane. <laughs> I never thought about you gotta that. You got to charge it. You got to sync it. You got to make a playlist. Unless you carry, I guess, your laptop with your entire MP3 library you with you. you still do have to charge it overnight. Yeah. So what are you doing? Why would you buy an iPod in the airport? Is it like a gift? Yeah, Arnie, you never bought me an iPod from the airport. Are they special? Are they embroidered or are they emblazoned with a city name? No, they're not. Well, on clearance, the one gig Mimobots are still $25 at Toys R Us. That's crazy. He also found the Toys R Us exclusive Lego set, the Home One Mon Calamari Star Cruiser, down from over 100 to 73.69. So if you're looking for that set, it's got some great minifigs and it's got a little A-wing. It's a pretty good set. Check your local Toys R Us to see if they are doing that. But you know, while I skipped the Clone Wars figures, I got a package in the mail from the Ginger Prince who had gone to JediCon and he was very kind enough to pick me up the JediCon Forlom Zuckus Switcheroo 2-pack. The Switcheroo. Because now Forlom is Zuckus and Zuckus is Forlom. It's like that Kirk Cameron Dudley Moore movie. Whoa, why didn't you reference one of the good Switcheroo movies? Like Big. Actually, Big wasn't a Switcheroo movie. Freaky Friday, the original. But no, you had to go Kirk Cameron on us. Now, we, of course, saw these figures at Toy Fair. But here's the thing about Toy Fair. It's a very much look-but-don't-touch kind of place because they're letting the press in the fanboy press in on Saturday but then Sunday through Wednesday they're letting executive buyers come now I'm sure the buyers get to touch the stuff but they want it all nice and pretty for when the buyers show up so if we want to see the back of something we have to like flag down someone and they've got some burly mean security guards they are equitable to presidential security although you wore a tight shirt and we're showing off the girls and one of the security guards let you touch him i know i get to touch stuff i know it, you know what also helped this necklace you bought me that was a caffeine molecule that was a huge conversation piece but the girls do help I, i'm not gonna lie there but us guys if we touch something it's like we're getting tackled it's like we tried to reach into our pocket around the president yeah pretty much how it is so i didn't get a great chance i got to look at these toys but i didn't really get a good hands-on chance to review these figures now I will be honest, I did not take these figures off the card because this is a JediCon 2-pack. It's also going to be at Celebration, and it's the Switcheroo 2-pack, but it's the exact same figures you're going to see in stores. It's just the Forlom's on the Zuckus card, the Zuckus is on the Forlom card. Because for those of you who don't know this, when Kenner was assigning names, they called the droid-looking bounty hunter Zuckus, and they called the bug-faced, breathing-masked, skirt-wearing bounty hunter Forlom. I mean, we all know that's totally wrong. When West End Games came around in the late... 80s and they were doing their RPG, they're like, this seems backwards because Zuckus, this droid thing, doesn't have a droid name. You know, R2-D2, C-3PO, IG-88, and Zuckus. One of these things is not like the other. Meanwhile, you got Forlom when it's an insect-looking thing. It's not a droid. And so they asked the powers at Lucasfilm, can we switch these names? And Lucasfilm said, fine. And now, forever since, Zuckus is the insectoid thing, which is really a breathing mess. 
but it kind of looks buggy, doesn't it? I always thought he was a bug. And then Forlom is the droid, which makes sense. But because this is the vintage collection, they decided to honor it by making this exclusive where they reverse the names. Yeah, I always thought he was a buggy species. Yeah, I, I, I really am kind of down on my EU on the minor character, but yeah. Now, first he's of all, really just C-3PO with a different head. It is C-3PO's body with a different head, Forlom is, correct. Or Zuckus, depending on when you were talking. I have to say that the JediCon packaging was nice. It's got a nice sleeve that goes over it with a JediCon logo. And I'm sure that at Celebration 5, it'll be the exact same sleeve with the Celebration 5 logo. They did that very smartly. Yeah, because then they only have to change the sleeve. Once uh-huh. you get inside, there's no logo. And it's a nice Velcroed book type of package. Yeah, it opens up and it does have the nice little Velcro tabs, which I was really nervous. I didn't know they were in there. When I went to open it, I heard, Shh, and I'm like, oh. But it was just Velcro. You know, that panic. And fortunately, you can take the figures out of the packaging very easily by just sliding them out the top, just a little tape. I'd like to point out that this is in no way an eco-friendly package. There's enough cardboard in there to choke a Greenpeace activist. Now, I want to comment on a few things about the carded figures in the package. First thing that struck me as very odd, the cards are punched. Oh, they are. There is no reason for these cards to be punched, but both Forlom and Zuckus are punched. I love the foiling on it, too. It makes it feel extra fancy. The foil on the front is very nice, and I apologize for the pictures on the website. It also makes it very hard to photograph. It does. Shiny things are hard to take a picture of. But I also would have thought, I know Ginger Prince packed this very nicely. He's very meticulous about this. But for being in this package... This is not what I would consider a great carded situation. No, it's got because you dings to... on the side. It's got some scoring on the logo in the foil. Because they were probably made in a separate factory, I bet. I've seen real vintage cards 30 years old that are in better condition than these coming right out of this box. So I know the AFA graded type collectors are going to be having to buy 10 of these at Celebration to figure out, is this one mint on card enough? I mean, take a look up around where the punch hole is and kind of look at it in the light, Marjorie. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. The cards are also kind of warped. Again, I think that's probably from being in the package because it's just the way it is. I mean, it's not going to fit perfectly or else you won't be able to get it out. Mm -hmm. This is just what's going to happen and it's going to be fine. I still think it's awesome. Oh, it's awesome. But I'm just saying for the people Mm -hmm. who, you know, are more anal about it than I am, and I'm pretty anal. But But those who look at every card in the light to see if there's any Okay, but hold up though. Wouldn't they keep it in the package though? And it's, I guess, middle package. Wouldn't you keep it in that? But it's still, you're going to be able to see this in the middle package. It looks fine in there. I could still see some of the scoring. You're a freak. That said, I've said many times on this show that Hasbro's doing the Hail Mary, trying to bring back the collectors by getting us vintage-looking packaging. I have to admit, I think the vintage packaging is so much better, and I I think it's very pleasing on the eye, and it makes me want to buy things. I'm not going to lie. I really, really like vintage packaging. But you're a package slut. I am a package slut. If you packaged a pile of poo... And a really awesome package, I would totally buy it. And I can't tell you how many bad makeup or 
body products I have purchased because the packaging was freaking awesome. But I got to say, this is working. You know, for somebody who's right now looking at cutting back his Clone Wars figure buying, these I'm going to be buying in quantity. You're going to be lucky to hold me to two a figure just because I'm going to want to buy these because they they're my childhood. These are what I grew up on. Arnie, I'm going to have to stop you, though. I know. Because we have way too many exclusives where you're like, oh, it's beautiful. I must have it. And I've got a gr- I'm not even talking the exclusives. I'm talking the inclusives, you know, the ones that are going to be on Walmart. We go in and don't find any new figures. You're going to be lucky if I'm not going, but I need another Vorlom for my desk at work. But you didn't do that before when they did that, remember? True. Maybe I'll be able to keep it in check. I think we're at the dawn of a new Arnie, so I think you'll be okay. Then on the back, they've got some nice, colorful information. Like, I'm looking at the Vorlom, and it shows the original Vorlom. I like that they have to put in small print product shown is for historical depiction only and is not currently available oh tricky tricky and they talk about how the original forlom was available from 80 to 82 it's nice card back and then of course they have pictures of some of the other vintage collection figures at the bottom the 3po leia luke dengar and vader Dengar. I love the vintage Dengar. What I like, again, about the pictures on the bottom is they actually have the new figure next to the vintage figure on a vintage card. So you can see the old Luke that just didn't look at all like Luke standing next to a new Luke. With the neon hair. Yeah. That's what kills me about that. These are some great figures. And looking at the figure itself, I didn't open it, but I am really loving the sculpts on these figures. And the... Zuckus, who's really Forlom, comes with a nice BFG, and the Forlom, who's really Zuckus, comes with a vintage-style gun. The and he has a vinyl skirt. I like the vinyl. It, I do, too. It reminds me a lot of the old <gasps> and toys. And they made the sleeves old school, too. Do you see the sleeves? Oh, yeah, where it's like the plastic and the hand coming out of it, and yeah. That means the Emperor's gonna wear a pantsuit. <laughs> see, I always thought that he was some sort of fly species, and I thought his little helmet was just to fit his little fly head do you do not think that i did too when i was a kid now i i so think you're saying i'm wrong to still be thinking that it no i'm 29? just saying that i think the eu has made things more complex eon always eu always ruins everything for me now i gotta say i think the paint job on the they call it zuckus but he's really forlom isn't as good as some of the previous ones because if you look at the picture from the movie it's kind of got a bronze wash to it and there's a lot of brown and they did one for i think it was the 30th anniversary collection that looked a lot more movie accurate than the paint job on this figure maybe this is when he was new and had a shiny outfit on I think what they're doing with the paint job here is trying to be reminiscent of the vintage figures, but I think that's why they did what they did with the paint job on this droid bounty hunter. I'm getting very confused on what I, I know. Call. It's like who's on first, isn't it? Or it's like one of the very special episodes of Boots and Buddies when you had Hillary and Buffy, or Hildy and Buffy and the two guys, and it's really confusing as to who is who and when. Maybe that's just me. I believe it is, yes. Just you. Yeah, it's definitely a special paint job for this because I just pulled up the picture we took at Toy Fair and he had a more bronze wash. The paint job of the figure they displayed at Toy Fair, the one that's going to be regular to retail, has a much more detailed paint job than this figure. Now, I know you have a sordid history of customizing, but that would be actually easy to customize. But there's no need. You just, no. You, I don't ever want to open these figures necessarily because... Why? Well, I was going to say because they're going to be... On regular pegs, but if they are special paint jobs, then at Celebration 5, 
I'll pick up one set to open and one set to keep mint in package. But thank you, Ginger Prince. I'm really happy to get to see these in person long before they're going to hit store shelves around here. And I do love the con-specific packaging. I also want to thank Steve for feeding my addiction also. And I, I want to thank you very much for the Dusseldorf mug. It's awesome. It's going to, again, go in my collection, which as soon as I finish the display of it, I'll post up pictures, but he feeds my addiction as well. And I think that's, I want to thank him very much. It's very thoughtful. Speaking of Hasbro three and three quarter inch figures, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned getting some new comic packs from HasbroToyShop.com. Forgot to review them. So this is going to be kind of sad. This is going to be the last regular comic pack review. Now we know there's still a e-tailer exclusive available that you can get at Brian's Toys. And there's going to be some con exclusive comic packs. So there's still a few more comic packs trickling, but these are the last two retail ones we'll get to review. Are you sad? I am, because again, as unexcited as some of these Clone Wars figures make me, the comic packs have always been cool. You know what I didn't understand, and I don't know how it all works at Hasbro, we know very limited, but it seemed like this would have started with the Marvel line. Well, they're doing it with the Marvel line. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, doesn't it seem like that would have originated with the Marvel line? However, three and three quarter inch Marvel line came about long after we were getting Star Wars comic packs. They only had the much larger six inch marvel line yeah so that wouldn't have fit as well now the first one we're going to be reviewing is darth crate and sigil dare from the star wars legacy comic series now legacy is very interesting because for those who don't know it takes place a hundred years after return of the jedi or after the current eu it's kind of in flux it's a hundred years from now whenever now is and it's an ancestor of luke skywalker's Cade skywalker and we got the Cade skywalker and darth talon pack a while ago legacy has been critically acclaimed, fan acclaimed for having a great storyline and taking Star Wars in new directions. Just a great series. There's been quite a few toys made from it. The Joker Squadron. Again, as I mentioned, they made Cade Skywalker, this Darth Crate pack we're about to review. Unfortunately, it was just announced this past week with some releases that it looks like the Legacy comic is going to end with issue 50 coming out. And so there's not going to be any more stories set in that period unless they decide to explore it in novels and things. And there have been some curiosities as to why, because it seems like a very successful comic. Dark Horse never lets the comic series run too long, though. I thought Legacy was going to break that mold. I thought Legacy was going to go to issue 200. But no, they're they're going to stop it at 50. Aren't comic books dying, though? Depends who you ask. Okay. <laughs> That's for a no- total different podcast. But these two figures... I'm aware of who Darth Kraid is because I've read some of the early legacy comics. I'm a little behind on my comic reading. <laughs> Sigil Dare. What's his name? It's a her. It's a her. Sigil Dare is an Imperial Knight. And they made a couple other Imperial Knight figures. They basically look like royal guards with lightsabers. I am really happy with these figures. I think they did a great job with Darth Kraid's armor. And Sigil Dare does not look like generic woman number five in Imperial armor. No, she does not look like a generic woman. She kind of has an they ethnicity. They usually don't make dark-haired girls. Yeah, but if you look at the art on the package and her, it looks pretty good. Now, Darth Corate looks like he escaped from a Guar concert. Yeah, that's what I was looking, because he really looks like he's in Guar. Does he have platform boots, too? He does. However, that's the way it looked. You know, he's got that Because the mask. guy who wrote it listened to Guar. It's actually Jandarisma. Maybe she's a big Guar fan. She might be. 
Now, the other pack is the Yuzen Vong and Kyle Katarn with Star Wars Tales number 21, including the story Equals and Opposites, written by Star Wars Action News' reporter Nathan P. Butler, who brings you our EU segments from time to time. Yay, Nathan. I hope his mother got one of these. He was going to buy some for family members. Okay. Now, I've seen the Yuzen Vong figure before, and he's very cool. He's beefy. You know, he's much larger than some of the other figures. And that's correct, because the Yuzen Vong are supposed to be big. Now, I've of the New Jedi Order, I have to admit, I've only read Vector Prime, where some of these Yuzen Vong wear those mask wars, and people think they're human. People must think they're humans on steroids, because yeah, they're giants. I don't giants. see how they would ever confuse that for a human. Well, they wear and masks. And I really thought that Kyle Katarn would have been more attractive i'm sorry but i always just thought he in the book like he'd be like super hot like hugh jackman and he's really not he kind of looks like who who do you think kyle katarn is because kyle katarn's from video games so when you said in the book i'm confused okay then that's not who i thought it was never mind i got him confused with someone else okay i was thinking the one guy with the oh you know the trilogy of books i read there's a guy in there he's kind of like a rogue like han solo talon card yes okay you're getting i can see that card katarn yeah i can kind of and see i'm just that. a girl i mean I'll, I'll, you know <laughs> No, Kyle Katarn is from video games. They had an actor portray him and in some video. And he's a ginger. Is he? I think he's just a brunette. Think... In fact, he had brownish black hair, so okay. no, he's not. His hair looks really light and red there. I thought you could make a little Conan doll out of it. It's a much different Kyle Katarn because we have gotten the Kyle Katarn figure before from the Power of the Force 2 lines EU figures back in the 90s. This is a very different Kyle Katarn. So if you already go, well, I already have Kyle. You don't have this Kyle. But I got to say, he I don't know. He's got a very stern expression on his face and he's looking at me with these <laughs> eyes. He looks like something out of the Bible, like he's Moses, just in the face. I mean, not the outfit. Is it the facial hair? The facial hair and the stern expression, like, I have tablets, they have commandments. Well, he is pointing at you. I don't know, it's just a very stern expression. I could see him being like a Greek god of some sort if you put him on a different figure with that face. Maybe he's not really happy the day that they tooled him. Yeah. That has been a real bear of a pack to find. I was Hasn't it been out forever? It has, and this is the only one I've seen. I've gotten some of the Yuzen Vong figures from some friends on the forums, but this is the first time seeing Kyle Katarn. I kind of wish they'd done a better Kyle figure, but it's not a bad Kyle figure. The Yuzen Vong's why you're buying this pack, and it's great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm glad they went with the scale they did, that they made it bigger, because it should be. And for those of you like myself who've had problems finding these comic packs, they are all right now in stock at Brian's Toys. They've got the Walmart exclusives, the Storm Commando with General Weir, and the IG-97 with Rom Mach, which our Walmarts are all sold out of. They've got the Black Hole Stormtrooper with the Black Hole Hologram. Scout Trooper and Clone Trooper, Exar Kun and Yulik Keldrama, Lumaya and Luke, the Yuzen Vong and Kyle Katarn, the Darth Crate and Sigil Dare. You can buy these as sets or you can buy them individually all at Brian'sToys.com. And remember, when checking out at Brian's Toys, please tell them you heard about them from the podcast Star Wars Action News. And for those of you who are kind of like myself and are thinking <laughs> of buying some non-Star Wars toys, they also have Wave 7 and 8 of the Marvel toys available for pre-order. Arnie, we're not going down that road. But it has Iron Spider-Man and Mary Jane and Ghost Rider. You need to make a decision. I will admit the other day I told Marjorie that I'll be starting Marvel Action News and it will be called Man because there will be no woman involved. <laughs>
But again, if you do pre-order them from Brian's Toys, mention you heard about it from Star Wars Action News. Which segues into our online report. Star Wars Shop's cleaning out the closet. I got an email, and I, I'm sorry, Star Wars Shop, if you're listening, somebody who works there. But you kind of suck. <laughs> I gotta you know, say. I have to say their customer service really sucks. It does. But you want to know why I think they suck this time? Is they always send me these emails, and I'm always excited to open a Star Wars Shop email thinking maybe there's an exclusive, or maybe there's something new or hard to find. First of all, Star Wars Shop's overpriced, but second of all, they constantly do this. They try, oh, they try, to make it sound like it's not junk we can't sell. (laughs) So here's how they entitled this email. Convention exclusives from years past. And you're thinking, what, in the 70s? No, I'm I'm thinking you're trying to sell me the stuff that hasn't sold. I knew exactly what it was. They're trying to be like, it's an exclusive. You may have missed out, but now's your chance. And yesterday was your chance, too, and the day before that, and the past four years that these have been in stock at Star Wars Shop. Like, for example, one of the exclusives, I bought this for you for some holiday. I don't even remember when. It's been about a year now since I bought you the Celebration Japan Bear Brick set. I actually got that just because. Did you get that just because you're a good wife? Or did it come free with something? No, I paid for those. I think I got it just because I'm an awesome wife. Okay, you got them as an awesome wife gift. Yes. They have since been free with orders of over $75. Now they're back. Now they're only $15 versus the $25 original, but they're like, it's a convention exclusive from years past that you can get now. Or you could have gotten free around Christmas if you shopped wisely. I mean, the pink Vader helmet, Pepto Vader, it has been marked down on so many e-tailer sites. It was supposed to be a San Diego Comic-Con General Giant exclusive until everybody realized it looks like garbage. <laughs> it looks like you take a bite to cure your heartburn, nausea, indigestion, diarrhea. Hey, pink Vader <laughs> helmet. And then there's this lenticular. It's like they've got a series of lenticulars. I remember seeing them, I think, at Celebration 4 for the first time. There's Leia with Jabba. There's Boba Fett coming out of some video game explosion. And there's a couple others. $75 a lenticular. It's when I decided not to be a lenticular exclusive collector anymore. I've seen these on eBay going for $20 a pop. Buy it now. They're charging $75 a piece for it. What about the Celebration 4 bar set? It's been a while since Celebration 4. We're all talking Celebration 5. No, they got the Celebration 4 bar set for a full price $100. If it hasn't sold since Celebration (laughs) 4. Isn't it time for a freaking markdown? You one would think. Jesus Lord. You okay there? They just suck. (laughs) They do. I'm sorry. They just do. They're overpriced. They try to sell me action figures for more than Shopco. And if you charge more than Shopco, you know you're in trouble. Yeah, Shopco, when they go on sale, it's regular price that everyone else is. They don't have nearly as many of the figures as even Hasbro Toy Shop has or... Of course, Brian's Toys has. And when they do have them, they charge so much more. Oh, they're just, uh. And then there's this Hoth art. They had the 30th anniversary of Empire collection, and it went up two weeks ago and sold out. And then it was up again last week and sold out. It was up again this week. And again, I'm hitting add to cart, add to cart. It was during Lost, too, so I'm torn. I'm like, do I watch Lost or do I try to get this exclusive print? And again, I know one of our listeners emailed me. He got it. I saw his receipt. I know he really got it. But... And then they do have one thing this week that's kind of cool, though. It'll be, I think it's a Star Wars shop exclusive. You can go, if you've been watching the Zillow Beast episodes 
of the Clone Wars. They have a Zillow Beast piece of art that's very Godzilla-ish. It shows the Zillow Beast climbing a building. It's a limited edition lithograph. It's nice looking. I pass just because. You know, it's funny is Zillow is a big real estate website. I did not know that. My thing is this. It's been in two episodes of The Clone Wars. Again, it goes back to what's iconic, what's not. If they made a Zillow Beast toy, yeah, I'd buy it because I think it's got a cool design. But I can't buy a piece of art to use on my limited wall space just because it was in a couple episodes, even if it was cool for those couple of episodes. Yeah, but you bought that Jungle Rancor. Bought three of those, but that's a toy. I'd buy a Zillow Beast toy, I just said. But I wouldn't buy a lithograph of a Jungle Rancor. In fact, Acme made a lithograph of the Jungle Rancor, and I passed. I'm surprised. Well, actually, everybody was all excited about the Jungle Rancor until the game came out. Everybody was all excited about the game until, until the, the game, game came, came out. out. Yeah, It was a good game. I just burned myself out on it. I do like it. And I was actually in a game store yesterday looking to see if they had any used copies of The Force Unleashed, the Ultimate Sith Edition. I never purchased any of that downloadable content i knew it was going to come out on another cd or dvd so i didn't need to pay for the download but they didn't have any used copies in stock so i will wait now you know we've been reviewing these uncle milton items for a while all the uncle milton items we saw at toy fair are now available to order at entertainment earth please use the links on our website and support star wars action news you can buy the mini lightsaber tech lab that we reviewed on the show or the clone trooper recon kit that we reviewed they also had for order the uber cool looking lightsaber room light that we want like 10 of. No, I'd buy one first. And see if it's as cool in person. Yeah, and see if it's bright and gives the effect you want. I wouldn't buy a whole bunch of them. They've also got that ultra high tech holographic animation lab. We kind of got schooled in the forums well, because apparently, apparently the- that was some... A, it's a technology that they keep bringing out every five years or so in some kid's toy somewhere. And also, apparently, like in the 1920s, that used to be something you'd see in a Nickelodeon. Yeah. What's a Nickelodeon? You'd pay a nickel to see a movie. It's what the TV channel was named after. You can be smart sometimes. And again, how did we only place like tie for fourth in trivia? And then they have the thing that I really, really want, the Death Star Planetarium, where you can look at the real solar system or the you Star Wars You don't want that. I do. Why? I think it looked really cool. Plus, it's going to be a Death Star collectible. I think that's nice. Hmm. Also at Entertainment Earth, they have a plethora of new Star Wars t-shirts. Well, how coincidental, because I need some new con shirts. They've got some pretty cool ones, and they've got some really lame ones. And they're all coming in May, so they'll be here just in time for con season, and they run small to 2X. No girl shirts. No girl sizes, but you girls can wear a t-shirt. Isn't a t-shirt pretty gender neutral? No, because the girl shirts are kind of fitted and they fit your waist because the boy shirts are kind of boxy. No, they do not have girl cut shirts. Oh, but I like the C-3PO shirt. The blue one with his face. I like that one. You know what else I like? I like the black one with the blue Rebel Alliance logo on it. It's just very simplistic. It is. Oh, that's pricey for a t-shirt. It's $19 a shirt, yeah. But hopefully they're better quality. I'd gotten some of those t-shirts at... Cafe Press? No. Zazzle. Zazzle, the one, the official Star Wars shirt place. And the silk screening's terrible. They're very dark. I bought some last year for Comic-Con. They just weren't good. So I'm hoping for $19 there'd be some better art. There's also a Stormtrooper shirt that has, like, I think I got you that iPod cover that has the same Stormtrooper yeah. art. 
And I like the Stormtrooper on white. It's very Rorschach test. It is very cool. And the, I thought you'd go for the Japanese one because you go for all things Japanese because you want to be Harajuku. No, I just, I didn't really care for that one too much. There is a fine line between Japanese fashion and douchey American boys trying to get into Japanese culture. <laughs> it happens. You mean manga? No, that's okay. They're fine with that, I guess. You know, I like the Boba Fett shirt and I also like the fact that it's got some stitching on it. It's, it actually looks like a nice shirt with the Boba Fett on it. I feel Boba Fett's a little played out right now. Boba Fett is, and unfortunately this is the year of Boba Fett. Yeah, but it's a cool shirt and it's 19 bucks. You can get it at Entertainment Earth. Please use the links from our homepage. There are some crappy shirts on there too. <laughs> I just want to say, you know, it's not like I'm talking these shirts up because we'd get a link commission if you use our links. There are some crappy shirts. We're focusing on the good ones, but there are some there that are kind of meh. I'm not a big fan of the comic book cover, A New Hope one, but I can see where it's iconic. I just, I wouldn't wear it myself or the Vader head. You know, that stitching on that Boba Fett one is just to show the t-shirt. It's a generic t-shirt. You mean it's not a black shirt with white, like, no, it's piping? Just, it's it's a graphic of a t-shirt where they put the graphic of the t-shirt on it. Oh, all right. Well, that makes it a little less cool. Yeah. I thought it would have some, like, white piping and accents no. and be kind of a... Uh... Weird. No. <laughs> No, no, and no. Oh. Exactly. Oh, and oh. Continuing our online news, Gentle Giant sent an email this week saying the Jedi Apprentice 2-pack, which was an AFX exclusive that we first saw at Comic-Con in 08 and then saw again in 09, and I'm like, oh, I have to order that. Oh, wait, I did. <laughs> it finally came last week. But I'm thinking that it didn't sell very well because they're saying you can get it at C2E2. At first, I thought got all worried. I'm like, Marjorie, we may have to buzz up to C2E2 because General Giant's saying exclusive at C2E2. I'm like, they're doing a C2E2 exclusive. A, that's a little random. And B, well, at least it's only a four-hour drive. And we'd go for the exclusive. Turned out it's just this AFX exclusive. AFX, I feel really bad for you. First of all, I don't mean to insult you because I'll happily, you know, we'd like you to sponsor our show. But... <laughs> Truthfully, you guys get screwed on the Star Wars exclusives. They do, don't they? You got the Luke and Dianoga that you can't give away. <laughs> I mean, you mark that thing. You tried to get it and the diamond 18-inch Darth Maul, two for the price of one, and you still have the Luke with Dianoga <laughs> exclusive. And now you've got this. But you know what? I got these. I promised last week we'd review them. So I opened the minibus, and Marjorie was like, why did you order this? And I think, didn't you ask me, did you know you ordered this? I did. Or Did you mean to? <laughs> I did mean to. The word exclusive and gentle giant triggers almost a visceral reaction in me. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Alex from A Clockwork Orange, you know? <laughs> I've been burned so many times by gentle giant exclusives that it just takes those three words together to get me to whip out my credit card and purchase indiscriminately. Yes. Especially with the mini busts. Well, and you are highly susceptible to hype. If something is hyped immensely, like this Force Unleashed video game was, you even went to the midnight release to go get the game. Alone, because you were out of town. Yes. I felt like a loser geek. But you were super hyped for the game. Actually, I wouldn't have gone at midnight if it wasn't for that Stormtrooper figure. Yeah. Now, were these before the game or after the game? After the game. Oh. And they just showed up now. No, I meant the hype should have died down by then. Here's the thing. Anybody walking through your basement's not going to think these are Star Wars. Well, they are because everything else is. But, you know, I mean, you're not going to look at it and be like, oh, yeah, 
yeah, those guys. Actually, I think you'd look at there's what you get here are two busts. They're both Vader's secret apprentice. But one is if he goes the light side route and the other is if he goes the horrible dark side route. Does he get implants if he goes the dark side route? Yeah, he kind of goes Vader-ish. Well, he's got like a weird ear and a helmet and breathing apparatus. He's got some dreadlocks going on and like super built arms. Yeah, yeah. He kind of went the Vader route and got some biomechanical stuff going on. Here's what I love about that is you only get to see him very briefly in the actual game. Now, with the downloadable content I mentioned earlier, you get to see a lot more of him. And so that's a little better. My initial reaction, especially when they made the action figure, I think I even said this on the show. I thought he looked like Vega from Street Fighter 2 with that mask. I mean, I realized the mask slightly different color, but it kind of looked Vega. And when I opened it, I'm like, oh, I got these two. Hmm. Let's look at them. I like the Dark Side Apprentice one, though. I like the mask. I like the dreadlocker. It's kind of like an evil version of a Padawan braid. I like the ripped arms. I didn't realize that he went, you know, bare armed. But he's been working out. He's I mean, I bet he could bench, you know, 350. Here's the thing. It does not look like it came from the movies. Not saying it. you're not seeing it in the movies. It doesn't have the same stylistic. Aesthetic? Yeah. It just does not look like something from the movies whatsoever. It looks like something from a comic book. I don't know if that's bad or good, but it definitely does not have a place in, you know what I mean? Does that I make sense? I can see what you're saying. Yeah. It just. Either one, honestly. I mean. No, I disagree with you on the other one, but we'll get to him. Now, I'll tell you something else, though, that gave me a visceral reaction is when I was opening these up, the lightsabers came separate and they were wrapped in plastic or tissue paper. And I'm like, oh God, I've got to put the lightsabers in the hilt again. Now, do you remember when I got my Vader maquette? Yeah. I inserted the saber in and the hilt just crumbled. Yeah. I was very worried about it with this. Like, oh God, I got to put the blade in the hilt. They got wise. They no longer have the pegs on the saber side. So you're no longer impaling it into the hilt. The hilt has the pegs and the saber blades have have holes so it just goes the other way so you're not going to crumble the hilts they have improved the design of the removable sabers and i'm very very happy by that that is kind of neat that's why i don't touch your stuff marjorie this is our stuff yeah 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 i know but i wouldn't have bought that well you're not as susceptible to hype as i am no actually i'm very skeptical but i really do like the dark side one he's kind of got a tattoo going down one arm and the blade yeah it doesn't scream star wars it doesn't fit in with the aesthetic of anything else but for what it is just on an artistic basis looked at in a vacuum Mm -hmm. it's very nice the other one the light side one i don't understand how you think that doesn't look star wars because i figured everybody would would come to me and go, when did Luke wear that outfit? Because... One, he looks nothing like Luke. Well, Two, neither do any of the other Luke gentle giant busts. The hood does not fit at all. No. And his arm wraps? No. I think it looks very much like a Jedi. It's a white robe instead of a brown. Now, I really didn't realize that what you called the arm wraps, I thought they were tabards, but yeah, they're kind of flared in a weird way that makes them look... Well, they're hanging down. Part of them are unwrapped. They're hanging down and they're attached to the base. I can see so many points of breakage on this. It's not even <laughs> funny. But I thought the face is generic enough that it could have been Luke. And No! Are you high? What the hell's wrong with you? I take it you disagree. Oh my gosh, yeah. It does not look at anything like Luke. It's not generic enough that it could be Luke. No, it does not look no like anybody else in Star Wars whatsoever. You couldn't confuse that with anyone. Well, it could be Obi-Wan. No! 
Well, no. it doesn't have a beard, so it would probably not be Obi-Wan. It could not be Luke. No way in hell is that Luke. No way in hell. Okay, but if you're kind yeah. of just lukewarm on Star Wars, you've seen it once, and you come downstairs and you see this bust of a guy holding a blue saber, wouldn't you think Luke? And Luke wore white on Tatooine and had the wrapped yeah, legs. And he this wore guy... brown. No, he wore white on Tatooine. That was a white outfit. It looked brown. It was white from head to toe. Tatooine Luke is always in white. I always thought it was a bare, was a really light beige. Well, maybe it's a light beige, but it's it's, it's that's not white. whitish. That's kind of an off white. It's kind of an eggshell robe he's wearing. No, I would say where was this guy? I didn't see him in the movie. Yes, but you know every cell of those movies. You know Willow Hood. So you know more than the person I'm hypothetically talking about. Okay, I will prove it to you because I guarantee that we can show that to my stepmom. And she would know that's not in the movie. We will do the stepmom test. And they tangentially know. Sorry, my dad would know that's not Luke Skywalker and not in the movie. I bet if you show that to them and say, who is this? They will say Luke Skywalker. Well, yes, if they're trying to guess. That's not fair, is it? I don't think... No. The lightsabers, they think it's in Star Wars, yes. But if you took out the lightsabers and put a little gun in there, there'd be no way to identify that being in Star Wars. You're mysticulating over this. Are you ruminating? You're not even speaking now. <laughs> you know, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. If you took out their lightsabers off their hands, say you could take off the hilts and everything, no one would ever guess those are from Star Wars. No. I disagree on the light side one. I see your point on the dark side one because he looked like he could have been out of any sci-fi uh, thing. He totally could have been out of any Japanese movie, like any samurai, karate, street fighter type movie. If you well, it's not it. like it's Rom Koda with the top knot. I'm saying that no. All right. We'll agree to disagree on the light side apprentice. Overall, I don't like the light side apprentice all that much. I think he's very bland, but I like the dark side one enough. The problem is you're, you know, right now you're paying a premium for this pack. Retail, when I bought it, it was 150 bucks a bus. Now it's a little more. It's not worth buying both just for the dark side one, but the dark side one's the only reason to buy the pack. And like Marjorie says... You know, it's not really going to look like Star Wars, and you've got to be a fan of the game. Now, this is three Force Unleashed minibus that they've made off the top of my head. They've got the Stormtrooper Commander and these two. Well, in the same email where they announced you could get these two Sith apprentices at C2E2, they announced a new Premier Guild exclusive bust, also from the Force Unleashed. It is the Shadow Guard, so the Black Royal Guard figure. Was that game this popular, aside from the pre-orders? Didn't everybody kind of play it and go, oh. You know, it had a very wide range. I believe, honestly, professional game reviewers called it average. I also called it slightly above average, and that's because I like Star Wars and thought it had a good story. The Shadow Guard bus looks really cool, though. It is for Premier Guild members only. It's 60 bucks. I went ahead and placed my pre-order. Because you're a sucker. Again, it's that visceral reaction. Oh, God, General Giant exclusive. Must order. Must order. In fact, it was one day after the email came, and I'm clicking, please don't be out of stock. Please don't be out of stock. Of course it's not out of stock. What am I? Ah, this isn't 2005 anymore. I need to get over it. You know, we could get you some professional help. Maybe Dr. Gary in New York can prescribe something to help. I was thinking that maybe we would want to call a TV show. Now, speaking of con exclusives, we don't know what General Giant's San Diego Comic-Con exclusives are, but Sideshow announced their San Diego Comic-Con exclusive is going to be a 12-inch clone lieutenant from Episode 2. He's the blue one. <laughs> I get confused. I do. Which one's the captain? Which one's the lieutenant? Which one's the yellow one? Which one's the rainbow of flavor? I, I don't remember. 
The rainbow of flavor. They are kind of skittily, aren't they? They actually said that. I think I heard it first on a DVD commentary of Attack of the Clones, or maybe it was in The Insider, that they had these colored clones and somebody said it looked like Skittles. So they had to make the colored ones very rare. (laughs) Otherwise, it was like, taste the rainbow. Remember, they used to be really bright in episode two. Yeah. And they had those clone packs and they really looked like Skittles. I really think the 501st should add to this because you've got red, yellow, and blue and green. We just need to add orange and purple and they can all march in the pride parade. (laughs) You're funny. Now, I love Sideshow. I I really do because they call it a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. But if you're not going to the con, you can still order it just one day later. That's fine. So the attendees order 10 a.m. Pacific on June 24th. The stay-at-home fans order on 10 a.m. June 25th. I'm totally fine with that. I think that's awesome. Also on April 22nd, the Yoda versus Darth Sidious diorama is going to go up for pre-order. They say with the newsletter. So that means sometimes in the evening. I'll be refreshing like a maniac. And if you subscribe to our Bounty Hunter newsletter at SWActionNews.com, you may get my email before you get theirs. I usually don't get theirs until the next morning. And sometimes they're sold out by then. Yeah. Especially of the exclusives. Their emails, they send over the span of like eight hours because they've got so many people. So come subscribe to my list and you may find out earlier. Also this past week, they put out the faux bronze circle is now complete diorama limited to 50 pieces. I actually, first of all, I sent out a new release newsletter announcement about it, but then I went to the site while they still had some in stock I could have ordered. I don't know. I don't like bronze and I certainly don't like faux bronze. (laughs) What is faux bronze? Looks like bronze, but doesn't cost like bronze. (laughs) (laughs) Because whenever General Giant puts out those bronze pieces, I'm like, but that looks kind of crappy. And oh my God, it costs (laughs) $2,000. I'm not a fan of bronze because it does look crappy in my opinion. It does to me too. It's It's it's, an aesthetic I don't like. Yeah. It's like when my mother went and bought a bunch of furniture for her basement and she brought it down. She's like, it's the newest style, weathered. And I'm like, so you intentionally paid for it to look junky. That's kind of how I feel about bronze too, is you're paying more for something to intentionally look junky. That's kind of it, yeah. Now, if Sideshow would have made those Darth Sidious Sith statues, which they only made in bronze, in faux bronze, I would have bought those at a reasonable price because I'd like to have those statues in my collection. Not a few thousand dollars worth, but if you made it faux bronze and made it a couple hundred bucks, I'm down with that. I love the faux bronze. It's just so awesome. And the last bit of online news, I saved the best for last. Marjorie doesn't know about this yet, but I got a Google alert this week. Somebody is selling haunting carbonite soap and it is cool. You won't let me make soap. It's on back order. I was there when they had them in stock and the site was so hammered that I couldn't place my order. I kept hitting refresh. I kept hitting add to cart. It kept giving me PHP and SQL errors because the site was getting hit so much. It's only $6.50 a bar. I was going to buy one bar to keep and one bar to actually use. I thought it was very cool. I was going to surprise you with it, actually. But it sold out. Oh, they're the people who make the Star Wars bar soap. Yeah. Okay. Now they're doing haunted carbonite. And they have Lego soap. It's all... Oh, 
she has Fight Club soap. Yes, we've talked about all this yeah. on the show before. She does very cool soaps. Now, she is making more of these haunted carbonite soaps. She just needs some time to get through her orders. So do what I do. I made it my homepage for my web browser. So every time I open my web browser, I'm checking to see if there's more Han and Carbonite soap. And there's an email list. You can contact her and they'll let you know. It's also vegan, if that matters to you. It's about four inches. It's, I guess, a bar of soap. But isn't it cool? Han and Carbonite soap. It's very awesome. I like it. Now, if you can't get enough of Arnie, here's an ad about... You can. I know. I rent you out. So if anybody'd like to rent Arnie, just, you know, send me an email. I don't do housework. Yeah, he's really good at doing dishes. And he can really cook a good burger on the grill. But if you'd like to rent him, just email me. But if you can't get enough of Arnie, here's... Or Brock or Stuart. Check out this ad for their latest Now Playing series. Freddy's home. You want to know who Fred Krueger was? He was a filthy child murderer who killed at least 20 kids in the neighborhood. He wears a dirty brown hat. He's horribly burned. He has razors on his right hand. They burned him to death in his boiler room. When I was alive, I might have been a little body. But after they killed me, I became something much, much worse. On April 30th, A Nightmare on Elm Street returns to theaters and now playing is here to help you get ready for Freddy. Each week from now until the release of the new film, Stuart, Arnie, and Brock will be reviewing one of the films in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. From Freddy's first kill on Elm Street to his facing off with Jason and even his terrorizing Hollywood in Wes Craven's new nightmare. So head to NowPlayingPodcast.com now and get this week's episode where we review Wes Craven's new nightmare. Continuing with the vintage theme that we've had running this show, we've got Jerry, who's going to do his second part of his micro-collection series. Hello everyone, I'm Jerry here to bring you my vintage viewpoint. This week I bring you part two in reviewing of my micro-collection... collection. Last time, we talked a lot about what never was for the micro-collection, including prototype collecting. This week, we're going to start talking about the items that were actually released in 1982 and 1983. There were three worlds of playsets released for the micro-collection. There were two Death Star playsets, four Hoth playsets, and three Bespin playsets. Along with that were four vehicles, the X-Wing, the TIE Fighter, the Snowspeeder, and the Millennium Falcon. In keeping with my Empire Strikes Back 30-year anniversary celebration theme, I'm going to focus on those items most related to Bespin. The Bespin playsets, of course, and the Millennium Falcon vehicle. As I said, there were three unique playsets for Bespin. The Bespin control room, which you know is the scene where Vader sends Luke flying through the glass window. The Bespin gantry, which is where the famous No, I Am Your Father line takes place. And the Bespin freeze chamber, which is pretty self-explanatory. The Bespin Control Room is a smaller playset that came with four figurines, two of Luke and two of Darth Vader. One Luke and one Vader each have lightsabers. The Luke figurine with lightsaber is hunched over in such a way that he works well with the set's action feature. The set has a switch and a lever that will send Luke through the circular glass as we see in the movie. I have to admit, this feature actually works very well. The glass is separated into two pieces with a zigzag separation down the middle. 
Now, if you're looking to buy one of these sets today, it's still very affordable. Even with a box, you can snag one of these in loose condition for $20 to $40. I've seen sealed ones, however, go as high as $65. The biggest watch out of this set are the two plastic glass pieces. Each one has two tabs on it that allow it to swing back and forth. I broke one of these as a kid and replaced it back in 1996 at a local comic book store. The store was selling one in box, but it was missing one of the two glass pieces. Well, as luck would have it, everything else was mint, including the figurines, which were still sealed in their bags. So for $20, I picked it up with a box, unapplied decals, and instructions, and simply added my one good glass piece to it. Now, the only thing that didn't quite work about piecing together two different sets is that my glass piece had yellowed over the years, being exposed to light and whatnot, whereas this one had been packed away all this time and was colorless. So, despite the odd match of these pieces, I'm still very happy to have a complete near-mint condition control room. Now, it is worth mentioning that the two glass pieces are identical, so you can replace a left one with a right one and vice versa. Now, the difficulty about buying loose or open micro-collection toys is the chipped paint on the figurines themselves. It is not at hard at all to chip these figures if they've been played with even in the slightest. And if you buy one that has been opened and played with, do not expect to get mint figurines. This is where good, close-up photos of the figurines are useful if you're buying them off eBay. Now, back in 1999 and 2000, I went on a venture to where I cruised eBay to find either sealed or at least mint-in-box micro-collection playsets that had the figurines sealed because each of the figurines were individually sealed up and then larger sets of them collected and sealed together in bags. Now, back then, it was pretty easy to find these relatively inexpensive as long as I wasn't too picky about the condition of the box. Now, to have mint figurines, if that's your goal, this may be the best way to go and you're going to expect to pay a little bit more for them. Now, one of my best in play sets, I actually bought mint in box, open condition, and everything was supposed to be in really good shape. And when I received the item, I could tell that my Darth Vader had been touched up and repainted. Since Darth Vader's obviously painted all black, people probably figured they can get away with kind of cheating people like that a little bit just by touching the Vader up and not saying anything about it. But if you have many Vaders from the different sets, you can kind of tell based on the gloss and the sheen of the black that was used whether or not it was retouched up. Now, I didn't mind too much. I kept it. I went ahead and bought another set that was sealed, and I took my touched-up one, and I just set it on my shelf for display. And it, it looks nice, and I didn't make too much for it, so I didn't make a big stink about it. Now, moving on to the Bespin Gantry. Now, like the control room, this is a very small play set and also includes two Luke figures and two Vader figures. The one Luke is very cool because he is missing his hand and is cast to dangle from the edge of the playset. Now, the set is pretty straightforward that you can either use it as a standalone item or it splits into two pieces such that give you multiple options of how to combine it with the other two playsets from Bespin. In fact, it was specifically designed to split around either side of the control room. Again, this one is very affordable to buy today. You can snag one of these for about $10 to $30 easily, whereas sealed ones on eBay may go as high as $40. That's not really too bad if you want to make sure everything inside is mint. Now, if you are buying loose or mint in box, be aware that there are two small sections at the end of the play set that Luke hangs off of. Now, the long piece on top is pretty easy to note, but the smaller round piece on the bottom would be easy to overlook if you're just looking at a picture on eBay. Now, the final play set of Bespin is the Freeze Chamber. This is the larger base set of Bespin World. The set's design is very nice and closely recreates the Bestman freezing chamber seen from Empire. Its primary feature is the little switcheroo that it can do with Han before and after freezing. You can lower Han down. Once he's hidden from the base of the playset, you spin a lever and bring that lever back up to where it rotates and switches and brings up Han and Carbonite. But don't worry, he's alive and in perfect hibernation. This set also features the most diverse set of figurines. There are eight figurines at all and not a single Luke. Aside from the two Hans, there's one Darth Vader, and of course, you know, we have plenty of Darth Vaders from the Bestman set, but you got to have a Darth Vader here to give out all the evil orders and direct traffic. 
But there are also two stormtroopers, each in unique poses. Then there's the dynamic duo of Lando and Lobot. And of course, what makes this set very popular is the addition of everyone's favorite, Boba Fett. In addition to the Freeze Han feature, the set also has an elevator lift and some movable platforms to further enhance how this set connects with the other two playsets. Now due to the size of the playset and the popularity of the figurines involved, such as the only release of a micro-collection Boba Fett, this set will cost you a little bit more, but I often see very nice sets on eBay with a box for about $70. Now these three playsets were also combined together and released in one package called Bespin World. It came with all three playsets and all 16 figurines from each individual set and originally retailed for about $35. Now considering that the freeze chamber originally retailed for about $20 and the control room and gantry each for about $9.99 back in 1982, the prices you'd pay today are not ridiculously high. That's one of the things that make collecting the micro collection so fun and easy to do. There's never a shortage of these items on eBay, so shop around, get good prices, and most importantly, get one that you'll be happy with in terms of item condition and completion. If you want one with unapplied decals, hey, hold off for it and you'll find it. Now let me switch gears to a micro-collection item that is not so cheap to find. My next item for review is the Millennium Falcon. In my opinion, this is the coolest item from the line. It was originally released as a 1982 Sears Wishbook exclusive item for the holidays, but later saw a wider release among other customers. But recall that the line was canceled in 1983, right before Return of the Jedi toys came out, and thus, this item did not see a long release period. Aside from being a very nicely scaled version of the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy, this item also saw the only micro-collection release of R2-D2 and C-3PO. Now, despite the fact that C-3PO was part of two unproduced items, this is the only one we actually saw. Now, the C-3PO is actually very nice because in addition, he's also vac-metalized and very shiny. Now, what kind of bites about it having been mostly an exclusive item is that these are two characters that really help round out all the micro-collection sets, specifically the Death Star and Hoth. Now otherwise, this set has many cool features. I include this in my Bespin review because the main features and figurines are more Bespin themed than anything else. This set comes with a Lando, who is cast to have one arm sticking up so that he can catch a handless Luke, who is likewise cast to hook onto Lando. This Luke doesn't have its own stand molded in, and in that case he's very different from the handless Luke that comes with the Gantry playset. Now lastly, this set includes what we typically call a Bespin Han Solo figure, and also has a Chewbacca who's holding up a tool like he did when he was yelling at Han at Echo Base. Now the Falcon has a removable top hatch nearly identical to the one that the 3 and 3 quarter inch vintage Falcon had. There you can access all the inner workings of the Falcon, including the rotating gun turret with a plastic click sound, which is another throwback to the 3 and 3 quarter inch Falcon. This Falcon also has a bottom entry hatch and a spinning radar dish. The size of the vehicle is very substantial still yet, and is scaled very nicely to the 1.5 inch micro collection figurines, although it's obviously not perfectly to scale. Now as a kid, I loved having this vehicle. Aside from being able to get the R2-D2 and C-3PO figures, it to me completed the Hoth and Death Star playsets. I loved reenacting Ben, Luke, Han, and Chewie getting pulled into the Death Star, or even Han and Leia rushing to the Falcon as Vader was approaching them from the backside of the Hoth Ion Cannon playset. To me, it was a must-have and really completed the play experience. Now, there aren't too many of these on eBay at any given time. When they are, look to spend around $250 to $300 for a nicer mint-in-box conditioned version. Now, you can get them cheaper, but below $200 or so, expect dinged-up figures, applied stickers, or a beat-up box or something like that. Now, if you want a sealed one, or at least one that has unapplied stickers and sealed figurines, be ready to spend about $350 to $400 for it. Again, since this item wasn't in production very long, it legitimately is going to be a little bit more pricey to acquire. In fact, I had one of these as a kid, and it was very much in a played-in condition. I bought a new sealed one back in 1997 from a local flea market. Even back then, it cost me $200. 
and I sold off my original one on eBay a couple years later for $75 to recover some of that cost, but I was bummed that at that point I didn't have an R2-D2 and C-3PO figure that were loose and that I could display. Now, to be honest with you, I didn't want to open a sealed micro-collection Millennium Falcon just to pull two figurines out of it, so I ended up finding a set of just the sealed figurines at a local comic book shop for $40. Now, at that time, it seemed a little bit pricey, but I went with it. Now, my last item for review is also Bespin-related. As I alluded to last time, I made another purchase of unproduced items I wanted to share with you this week. I found an auction on eBay for a set of figurines from the unproduced Bespin Torture Chamber playset that include a Han, a Bespin Guard, an Ognaught, a Chewbacca, and a Blasted Apart C-3PO. Also included was a reproduction of a plastic net that hooked onto Chewbacca's back so that he could carry 3PO. If you think I was pleased with my 2-1-B purchase from last time, I'll tell you what, I am really digging these figures. The Ognaz is really cool because he's a character that was never released with any other playset, but he's also funny because he's holding one of C-3PO's legs. The Bespin Guard is actually one of two Bespin Guards made for this set. This auction only included one of them, however. Now, it's my understanding that the alternately posed Bespin Guard is much harder to find than the one I received, but I'm pretty content to have at least one of them as they are not significantly different in their unpainted form. But it appears that one was meant to be a black guard and the other one to be a white guard. Now, in my opinion, it would have been really nice if one of these Bespin guards had been released with the Freeze Chamber set. Now, there's not too much to say about Han. He's just in a regular stand-up pose, but keep in mind he was also to be dropped into the torture device from the Torture Chamber play set, so he had to be kind of streamlined and not in any sort of action-y pose. The Chewbacca and C-3PO work together. 3PO is just a pile of parts that make for an amusing die-cast sculpt. Chewbacca is sculpted with a peg in his back so you can insert the plastic net. The net that I have is a reproduction allegedly cast from an original piece. Now, I don't think this plastic piece is quite as plentiful as even as the die-cast figures were, so I'm not disappointed that it's not original, and quite frankly, I don't care to spend the time and money to have an original. My goal is to get a full set of figurines, and at least this repro allows me to display Chewie and C-3PO in the manner in which they are meant to be displayed. Now, I feel like I got a pretty decent price on these items. I paid $200 for the lot of five along with the reproduction net. You know, $40 each for unproduced micro-collection figurines seems pretty good to me, and I liked how I could get so many of them in one purchase versus piecemealing the set together. Now, to really meet my goals, though, I still need to find the other Bespin Guard and the elusive FX7 figurine from the Hoth set. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed Part 2 of my micro-collection review. I'll be back really soon to wrap up the series in which I'll be talking about Hoth World, the TIE Fighter, the X-Wing, the Snowspeeder, and the Mail-Away Build Your Army set. It'll be cram-packed full of micro-collection fun. See you then, and as always, we we really do care. Back to Arnie and Marjorie. Thank you, Jerry. And don't forget, you can hear more of Jerry with every new Republic Forces radio network. He hosts the roundtable and he summarizes the episodes each week. You can check that out at RepublicForces.com or listen live on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, RepublicForces.com. Now, for our last thing this week, we have another Uncle Milton product item. This is the Optical Command Unit. I put it together this time. It went swimmingly. There were parched trees, and I just didn't want to deal with it. I told Marjorie, I'm taking photos for the website. Can you do this? When, in fact, I just, again, it's kind of like General Giant exclusive part trees. I have a visceral reaction. I just decided to let her it do it. It wasn't hard. I wasn't didn't think the arm was hard, though, either. But, you know, you got to read the directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was numbered adequately. It was easy to put together. The only problem I had 
is because it's plastic. The whole thing, there's not a single piece of metal anywhere, is when you have to snap the pieces in. I'm always afraid I'm going to break it, so I make you do it. So if you break it, then, you know, you can be mad at yourself, not me. Is that wrong? Yes, it's very manipulative and evil. I'm like that. Basically, an optical command unit means binoculars. (laughs) And not very powerful binoculars. I'm looking at something three feet away, and when I look through the binoculars, it looks like it's one foot away. (laughs) I look across the room... And it looks slightly closer. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't impressed. Yeah, you look closer. But there's a little thing on top, the little slide to... Yes, you can increase and decrease magnification slightly. Slightly. Oh, yeah, that's much better. (laughs) Are you being sarcastic? I don't think it's that much better than my regular eyes. (laughs) Now, the other thing that it has is a little projector on it that you flip over... And then extricate, and it sits up. And it kind of looks like a little cannon. It does look like a little cannon, and it has little slides you can put in. Now, the fun in these is over in about one second, because you pop it in the top of this little projector, snap it in, turn it on, and you have either Anakin, Obi-Wan, or Yoda that you can project onto the wall, and then the fun ends, and that's all it is. I guess you could make your friends think it's the ghost of Yoda on the wall. I guess if you wanted to scare your friends with Yoda. And they're all blue, so it is kind of like a prequel hologram. hologram. Now, the binocular part I have one problem with. It has a big line in the middle. This is not spaced right for my eyes. It's like it's maybe too far apart because my vision is definitely bisected by part of this. (laughs) Bisected. And the third piece is a slight little magnifying glass that you can use on things like if you're charting your directions on a map or something. You want to, you know, find where the Holy Grail is buried. You'd use this little (laughs) monocle type piece. But you know what? We're making fun of this. I'm going to give this a passing grade. It's not bad. If I was a kid. You probably would have loved it. First of all, it's adorable. It's all plastic, like you said. So if you give a kid a real pair of binoculars, they're going to break it on the glass or something. This is plastic. My godparents, you know, I mentioned my godfather passed away, but they used to take me on toy runs every Saturday, right? And they have one story about when I was a kid, I was into Sesame Street. I think all kids were, but not as much as me. I had the toys. I had dolls. There was an episode where Ernie had a rusty, trusty telescope, right? And I took my godparents all around town. I had to find a rusty, trusty telescope. I wanted a telescope. I wanted to be a pirate. And I wanted this telescope that would go in my pocket. I wanted to see far away things up close. I thought that would be cool. And I mean, I was four. But I think a four-year-old is about good age range for this. The package does say ages six and up, but I think that a four-year-old would be fairly safe using this, and a six-year-old would be probably pretty happy with it, too. I guess. There is a little piece that comes off. It's like a little monocle where you can... Yeah, I talked about that. You Just take it off if you're giving it to a smaller kid. Yeah. Just don't let them eat it. And the slides, you know, don't let them eat the slides. I think they eat the slides more than the monocle. True. But as a kid, I liked magnification. I always wanted binoculars i kept stealing my parents this is a 25 dollar item and i think that kids get a lot of fun going out 
I don't know. Maybe I was a weird kid, but I used to like bird watching when I was a kid, you know? What do they what do they do? You know, squirrels, rabbits, birds, whatever wildlife I had in my backyard, I enjoyed seeing and I'd like to see it up close and get better looks at it. And when I lived in Florida, I especially liked seeing all the weird things that would, you know, fly on and over the river. Yeah, I could see that. I guess that would be kind of fun. So, yeah, I would say for kids, this is a good little device. For adults, it sort of looks like Luke's macro binoculars. I don't know. It's not much of a collectible. I'm kind of disappointed in that. It's not like the Vader arm where it's it's more akin to the Force Trainer, which looks like absolutely nothing you actually see in Star Wars, but could be Star Wars-y. Whereas the Vader arm I like because it looks just like it. This, it's kind of there. Not a huge fan of the style but yeah i would say give this to kids i would mm. definitely say that adults nah not oh really. yeah i think of being an adult you're just really not going to enjoy this at all but it's on sale right now for 25 bucks at amazon regularly 30 and again you can please use the link from swactionnews.com if ordering anything off amazon i'm whoring us out what can i say <laughs> You're a whore, darling. Now, that only leaves us with one Uncle Milton item to review. <gasps> oh, un- no. What is it? Uh, unless I buy more. And that would be your frog habitat. But my frogs aren't here yet. I know. When the Ginger Prince's box came, it came on Saturday. And I didn't know what package it was. And we thought it was your tadpoles. I know. when I got all excited. But then it wasn't them. But I was still excited because the box had cool stuff in it. But the tadpoles should be here shortly. And I know there's a big thread in the forums where... They're trying to help you figure out names for your frogs. Yes, I'm liking Nass and Binks, to be honest. It's kind of cute. It is, isn't it? Now I wish we would have named our dogs that, because that would be cute dogs' names, but not for boy and a girl dog. And not for Chihuahua. No. One final bit of news. Steve Sansweet was at C2E2 over the weekend, and I got reports that he has announced three different things. First, blah, blah, we know Clone Wars season three and four are underway. Yes, we know we developed them far in advance, but there's some big things. First, there's going to be a new Star Wars animated series taking place after Return of the Jedi. And is it Ewoks? What is it? I don't know. Wait, is it going to be made with the live action series? I don't know. It just says a post-Return of the Jedi Star Wars animated series. Now, EU fans, and I know we have a lot of EU listeners because of all the interviews we do and whatnot, you're probably shaking in your boots (gasps) because this could nuke the entire EU. Yes, it could, couldn't it? I mean, if it has the major characters, if it's a Luke Han Leia series, You think there's Jason and Jaina? Who knows? We had a kid, we named him Han Jr., and the EU goes, boom. (laughs) But here's the big news. Star Wars (gasps) Blu-ray in the not-too-distant future. Is it like three years from now? I think that will mean this Christmas. I hope so, because, dear God, I like to watch my pretty movies. You will have a hard time getting me out of the house to go to work if A New Hope looks as good on Blu-ray as the clips on the Blu-ray Clone Wars movie looked. Well, look how good it looks in Star Wars in concert. Yeah. Yeah, we might just have to lock ourselves away for an entire weekend just to watch Star Wars again and again and again. And also, I want you guys to go to Jedi Temple Arc 
archives, our friends over there, Hasbro has asked them to ask fans what Y-Wing should be made as an exclusive. They're going to do another Y-Wing and they want our input. Do we want to see another one re-released? What do you think? A couple of suggestions that have come up already is the Gray Squad Y-Wing from Return of the Jedi. Somebody mentioned the Holiday Special Y-Wing. I don't remember a Y-Wing in there, but there is the one, I guess, yeah, in the animated bit that Luke flies. Mm-hmm. I implore all of our listeners not to suggest the red Clone Wars one because they're going to do that anyway. <laughs> it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. when. But you can do that now. It's over in their Jedi Temple War Room, which is their forums at JediTempleArchives.com. So thank you for listening. We're going to be back next week where we'll have Nathan with an EU report. And I finally this past week faced the music, went to the comic book store and got a bunch of Diagonisti vehicles. And we're going to be reviewing those next week. Yeah, he was really happy to see you come in because I'm sure he had all his profit tied up in there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit yakface.com, hanshideout.blogspot.com, and jedi-temple-archives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is web programmers Jason and Joe, associate produced by Brock, reporters Jerry and Steve, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Berent. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2010, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. Not in your contract. Yes, it is. If you break the contract, I can break it. You quit, you don't get any more nice purses. <sighs>
damn it. So I guess we're doing the show a while longer. Yeah, I guess so. Might as well. 